Live at the Pleasance is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk. I am... Um, come out. This is Stephen K. Amos, speaking of lovely people in Los Angeles. Beer Pit Podcast. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Maddie here. Welcome to Live at the Pleasance. I'm recording this podcast intro, feeling a slight sense of impending doom that the fringe is nearly almost over. What am I going to do with myself? Um, for now, I've got loads of comedy in this episode, which will hopefully distract us from the inevitability of the end of the fringe. Uh, but first, a big congratulations to the Pleasant's comedians whose shows have been nominated for awards. Uh, that's John Robbins, Sophie Willen, Darren Harriet, Jordan Brooks, Ed Knight, Kwame Asante, and Natalie Palamides. They've all appeared on the podcast over the month, and you should totally go back to those old episodes and have a little listen uh, and get to know them. So, if you are looking to see a show this weekend how about one of these in this episode we've got joe sutherland brennan reese pippa evans and phil wang uh, but let's start the show with recent emigre chris turner he's the british comedian and freestyle rapper who has written a show called what a time to be alive it's about his recent move to america and let's see what he had to say to al we're sitting in the cool bit this is like not even the members bar this is the smoking bit of the members bar oh. it's nice and sunny man well i've known you for i don't know Five years, maybe? Yeah. You've still got that boyish look, but you look grown up, man. You've been going to the gym and you've got tattoos now. <laughs> I've not been going to the gym. I moved to America. Yeah. Um, the tattoos aren't real. Um, they are props for a show. Uh, come to my show, you get a free tattoo. You got to, you know, I did an interview. I was like, what are people in Edinburgh like? Everyone said tattoo. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, yeah. Out. What a time to be alive, says your arm. Yes. That's the show. It is. It's um, it's a show about how I left the United Kingdom and moved to the United States post Brexit, pre Trump. Comedy is all about timing. Nice. Uh, thank you. It's the uh, it's the blurb, um, and yeah, just the story of what happened. Um, Why? Well, yeah. Like, have you moved for personal reasons? Have you moved to start a career over there? Get away from that. Can't, um, can't throw the fingers up at the police, Chris Turner. <laughs> fucking five out. Publicists is like cut that out. Like, <laughs> I, I, I moved there for, um, for comedy for my girlfriend who's now my fiance, and for um, just lifestyle. Uh huh. And like, why not? Like, why not move somewhere when you have nothing tying you down? Like, we don't have kids. We don't have have to stay in one place. You know, I've worked hard for the last couple of years to kind of afford that. Imagine um, being the guy that didn't move to LA. Well, I think that's uh, that's a big thing, isn't it? Why it's interesting seeing, like, talking to Annie Surtich and Sarah Schaefer, who've come from LA yeah. to Edinburgh to the Fringe, and they are like a reasonably big deal over there. Like, they're they're fairly successful. Annie's in the Groundlings. Sarah Schaefer's got Jimmy mm, Fallon yeah, yeah. going on. They come over here and they're playing tiny rooms. Nobody knows who they are. Still funny, but they're really struggling to get folk in the door. Sorry, Annie and Sarah, you're doing the opposite. You're popular in the, here. I'm not popular, but getting massive audiences. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're really popular here. You've got a, a fan base here to come to see not only your Pleasant show, but your other shows that you insist on doing. But going to LA, starting all over again. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's quite, I think that's great. That's like when, I mean, I started doing comedy in Manchester. And I think there were, there were always Manchester acts that would get good up north, then move down to London, and people would go, wow, you're amazing, how are you so new and so good? And yeah. it's because they've been doing it for five years. Yeah. So I think going to America once you've got eight years under your belt, especially LA, which is this kind of, you know, sushi bar of just hundreds of acts, and people go, that one looks great, let's get them on a show. Um, 
because I spoke to people when I was there. I was in like 2014, I went to LA and met some stand-ups and they were like, oh yeah, people get good in New York, then move to LA. Yeah. And so I think getting good in the UK, then moving to LA, I think is a great thing to do because suddenly people are like, who's this British guy who's tearing up the scene? I think with LA, you know, I kind of soak in the lifestyle and like, I've got a cat now. I've in got, LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best cat. He's called Colonel Widdershins. Check out his Instagram, Colonel Widdershins. He's, um, he's beautiful. He, he is amazing and the best, and I love him more than I could ever love anything other than my fiance. Who you just got engaged to three days ago. Three days ago, yeah, thank you. That's why I'm wearing my engagement ring. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, engaged, proposed at the flat where we first met with our old improv group. And nice. it, was, it was super cool. I'd been faking her out with proposals all Edinburgh because she knew it was going to happen, but she didn't know where. Right. So, yeah. So, you been a prick about it. Yeah, like taking her up Calton Hill, taking her to the kitchen <laughs> down in Leith for a meal. And then, like, we were in rehearsal, and she was just moaning to, to the other guys, like, oh, Chris keeps being a dick and keeps fake proposing. And so we started a scene, and she's like, right, Chris, initiate. We're going to demonstrate, like, reactions. And so I was like, okay, will you marry me? And she thought it was another fake proposal. So then I got this ring out, and she was like, oh. And... Uh, obviously said yes because you know I'm funny as hell and yeah it was really really nice and then afterwards she was like wait so this rehearsal's not happening and I'm like no it was all a <laughs> three months ago she's like but I put so much work into planning it it's like oh I'm really sorry I put three months of work into planning this so we're breaking up now <laughs> uh, have you got time to play a quick game before we go yes I do it is the infamous envelope game would you like envelope number one two three four or five I will have um Envelope number four, please. It's got that nice scrolling on the outside. I like it. Sure. Envelope number four is three questions. Okay. Nice and simple. What is what does the world need less of? Um, well, so now this is going to be grammatical because we're going to have to. You said less, so it can't be something that you, it would have to be fewer of. So the world needs less of, or the world needs. Okay. Right. Sorry, I'm very strict on my less so and fewer. So less is countable things, and fewer is a group. I mean, I'm going to let you be the. The I haven't worked one. in Safeways for 20 years. <laughs> so, even then, what does the world need sketchy. less of? Alpha males yeah. who think that they are owed all that they receive. Them, those people. Right, fair enough. Less of them, please. <laughs> uh, what's your albatross? As in, what's my, what? what's my greatest instrumental of all time? Um... <laughs> I've made this question harder than it could have been. Yeah. What have you discovered that's amazing? What have you just discovered that's amazing? There's a vegan restaurant in LA. What a surprise. Uh, where the chef is a Buddhist monk who's taken a vow of silence. And they have a dish that's not on the menu called octopus, which is shiitake <laughs> mushrooms that have been kind of soaked in some weird, weird kind of briny, delicious, brothy stuff. And then kind of lightly breaded and deep fried. And they serve that with like a spicy pepper sauce and it tastes just like octopus but substantially better and that is one of the best meals i've ever eaten and you can just go and get that for 18 dollars whenever you want how did you find that off menu thing uh, i asked time? i asked uh, every every menu has secret stuff so yeah. you just ask the waiter you go what's the most popular thing and what's the most popular thing not on your menu and then they go this and oh, this and then you gotta have that 
Right, fair enough. Chris, run me through your four bloody shows quickly. In the morning, 12 o'clock, you can see And Now for Something Completely Improvised at the Pleasance Dome. Then at 3pm, you can see AAA Batteries Not Included. That's at Just the Tonic, and it's a pay-what-you-want show, family-friendly. 6pm, you can see Cat FM, the show that I'm doing with my fiancé. That's also pay-what-you-want at Just the Tonic, and it's a sketch comedy show about cats. And then at 9.45, you can see my piece de resistance, which means good bit, and that is Chris Turner, What a Time to Be Alive, at the Pleasance Courtyard. Go and come and see that one if you're only going to see one of them. There you go. Chris, thank you very much for coming down. Thank you very much for coming upstairs to the smoking area. If we're allowed to have favourites, I'd say that Phil Wang is one of my favourite stand-up comedians appearing at the Pleasance this year. His sketch group Daphne has recently had a brilliant second series on Radio 4, and this year he made a great appearance on Live at the Apollo 2. His show is called Kinabalu, and here's what a bit of it sounds like. I'm not from here originally. I enjoy a level of patriotism only immigrants get to have. I enjoy a level of patriotism made possible by the objectivity acquired from having lived elsewhere. I've seen the shit out there, I know what's at stake. You can drink your tap water, do you know that? You can drink your tap water. <laughs> Did you hear the words I said? Tap water, you can go up to your tap and drink the water and you won't die. Do you know how amazing that is? Tap water, from the tap. Any tap, it doesn't even have to be your tap, any tap. Is it a tap in a field? Yeah, can I drink the water? Yeah, it's in a field. Is it a tap next to the toilet? I shit poison into every day. Yeah, can I drink the water? Yeah, you can drink the water. Can I drink the toilet water? Yeah, I don't know, maybe, yeah, yeah. So that was a clip from Phil Wang's show, which is actually sold out for the rest of the run. So you better keep an eye out for his tour dates and then you can go catch him in a place near you. Next up, let's hear from Pippa Evans. She's doing her own show this year called Joy Provision, as well as performing in the spectacular improv musical show called Showstoppers. Al caught up with her in between performances. Pippa Evans, it's Friday night. Is it? During the Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine surprise, wasn't it? <laughs> You've done your show for the day, you're all right, haven't you? No, I've got another show. I've got to go do Showstop with the Improvised Musical. Oh, of course. I've just done my solo show, Joy Provision, and we're covered in sweat, so lucky you. Lucky listeners don't get to see that. Every time I talk to you, like, I've just run from a show, I'm absolutely sweating. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But you are so busy. Yeah, I do a lot of different things, which I like doing. Well, last time we talked to you on the podcast, which you can find on the existing stream, we talked about showstoppers and how you'd won Olivia Awards and how yeah. the kids' show was amazing and you're super proud of yourself. Mm. Let's talk about your show, uh, Joy Provision. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, it's a really fun show. And what I really like is that I'm in there with Joy Provision and then afterwards Tim Vine is in with Sunset Milk Idiot and it feels like a little Joy Double header. So, like, uh-huh. you can see my show and have sat, did one, singing joy and then have one line of joy and it'll be like double joy. Mm. So, so your show is just about being happy and seeing the brighter side well, of it's a, Well, it's about um, how uh, when the world feels a bit rubbish, like how can we be happy? Uh-huh. And so yeah, so like how, what, what brings us joy? So it's mainly about winking. <laughs> and, winking? Yeah, I think winking is a lost art that we need to bring back. Uh, everything's better with a wink, right? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Is there improv in the show? Yeah, well, I make up a song right. for someone. So I make, my theory is that if we all were given our own individual Disney song as a child, then we would all 
go for our dreams instead of being frightened to reach for them. So I give someone a Disney song about what they wanted to be when they were a kid. All right. Um, yeah. But you've also been doing some improvisation on a very popular show, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes, the last night I guested with Whose Line Is It Anyway for the first time ever in the fringe and it was so fun. Life uh, goal, sure. Life goal, literally when I was 15, that's what made me want to be an improviser. And then last night I was on stage with Josie Lawrence, Mike McShane and Greg Proops, hosted by Clive Anderson. It was like, what? And uh, it was lovely as well because Josie and I are in a group together anyway called the Glenda J Collective. Mm -hmm. We did three nights at the beginning of the fringe. Um, so it's really nice to be on stage with them but knowing them rather than the weird fan girl, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you, so you feel you're on the same level as them? Well, no, not uh, not the same level in terms of the audience, because the audience goes, please welcome Greg Proops, Whoa! Mike Machine, Josie Lloyd, and from Shusterberg, Pippa Rilvins. So I have to earn my place, as in I have to show the audience I'm funny enough to be there, and then it's fine. But in terms of my ego, my ego is not big this year. <laughs> so, did it pay off? Did you, did you love uh, it? Oh yeah, it was so much fun, yeah. Was Tony Slattery tied up in the basement? He wasn't there. He's coming in the last four days. Do you still enjoy the Fringe? Um, well, I make a joke in my show about how I'd like to never come here ever again. <laughs> um, so uh, this will be my last solo show for a while. So, um, oh really? Why? Yeah. Just because I've done nine of them and a bit. I feel like now I don't. I just don't want to come back until I definitely have something. I don't feel like I need to come back every year. Right. So I, I think so it's good to have So why do you come back at the moment? Because uh, I, I really love it. And also it feels like it's part of your year. So I just want to make right, sure. Right, right. So now I feel like I want my show to be at such a level. I don't think I could probably write a good enough show to top this show in one year. What are you going to do in August? Um, but I'll probably be here, just not yeah, doing a solo well, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't don't think you could, I don't think you can manage without it. It's such a buzz here. Uh, no, it's great. When it's was the first time you came? Did it come as like a wee one? Uh, no, first time I came was in 2004 as a friend of someone putting something on. Uh -huh. And in 2005 I came up with a terrible musical, but it was a great beginning of the Fringe. I think your first Fringe, should you need to be in something terrible, sleeping in a flat with 15 other people, yeah. mattresses on the floor, one bathroom sharing, um, run by students who've told you they're professional, uh, and um, it was just like a car, big car crash of hilariousness. Uh, have you got time to play a game before we go? I love games. Great. You played it last year. It's called the envelope game. Oh. Do you want envelope number one, two, three, four, or five? Uh, three. <laughs> what was that? That was it. Now I count. I choose numbers with my nose. You've got Desert Island Risks. Oh my god. You like the show, right? I love the show. My favourite is was the Hugh Grant one, where they made up ridiculous songs. Like one of his songs that he chose was Teddy Bear's Picnic, and it was clearly they were taking the piss. It was great. Love him. Uh, right, envelope number three is Desert Island Risks. You're stranded alone on a desert island. Are you going to survive? Obviously, yeah. I'm Why going to survive. I'll get, find a coconut, turn it into a house. I'll uh, dig a hole, find water at the bottom of it, yeah. and also create a filtration system with one of the palm leaves so that the salt is taken out of the water from the sea. So I've got two water sources. That's right. Basically Matt Damon. I am Matt Damon. I can offer you three lifelines to help you survive. Okay. Uh, would you rather have a landline phone that can only receive phone calls but the bell doesn't work, or a billion dollars? On a desert island? Yeah. So I can't make phone calls. But you can receive them, but you don't know if it's ringing or not. Okay, you can, yeah. Can I guess it, you know? Yeah, I'd probably go with that one. Yeah? Go with a phone, and I just keep picking it up, hoping that there's someone there. Hello?
Hello? This is something to do, isn't it? Also, that's exercise for your arm, so you get one really strong arm. <laughs> oh, you do today. Hello? 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 <laughs> and then, both arms will get strong. You could answer it different voices, pretend to be other people. Who has the number? Is it a listed number or unlisted? Uh, it's on. It's just on some flyer that's getting kicked around the courtyard. I'm just worried about unsolicited phone calls. <laughs> yeah, PPI you phone calls. You don't want to have that phone and be hoping for help and all you get is PPI. Alright, here's another phone question. Would you rather have a one-off ten-minute phone call with anyone? Anyone as in I answer it and it could just be anyone. No, 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 or you I get choose. To choose. It can be your mum or Beyonce or anyone. Okay, great. Or ten minutes every day on the Daily Mail website. Oh, I think I'd have the phone call, 10 minutes with anyone. Yeah. It'd be Brian Connolly, a great entertainer yeah. from the 90s. Why would it be him? So that we could sing Hush of My Mountain together. Seriously? Yeah, I love him. <laughs> uh, the last lifeline, would you rather have a first aid kit or two bottles of vodka and half a Mars bar? No, two bottles of vodka and half a Mars bar, surely. Of course, of course. Pepper, what's your name? Pepper Evans. What's your show called? Joy Provision. When's it on? 2.40. Why should people come? They should come because they want a lovely way to spend an hour in the afternoon with jokes and songs and leave feeling like the world's going to be all right. And when Showstopper's on in the massive, massive flat Pleasant's Grand? 6 p.m. 6 p.m.? That's right. I'll be going there soon. You best be going. Pippa, thanks for coming there. Bye! Live at the Pleasance is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk. You can start a free 30-day trial and choose from the world's largest selection of audiobooks just by going to audible.co.uk forward slash laughs. You can choose from titles such as How to Talk Dirty and Influence People by Lenny Bruce or How to Be a Woman by Catelyn Moran. After your free trial, Audible is just $7.99 a month. It's totally up to you. That's audible.co.uk forward slash laughs. Last week, we had an interview with Rachel Jackson, who talked to Al about her show called Bunny Boiler, which is her debut hour. Here's a clip from that show. This is Rachel Jackson. <laughs> like, like, we all know that love is real, right? We can all agree on that and unforgettable, whereas infatuation is so temporary, it seems a little bit cringe once you're over it. Oh, come on, all relationships are a bit cringe, though, aren't they? Like, when boyfriend and girlfriend call each other their other half. That's a real pet hate of mine. Well, <laughs> well I say pet hate, it doesn't mean I'm going to kill your pet. Like, give me a break. Like, what, you're saying that you're only half a person and your boyfriend or girlfriend is your other half because you're just so connected? Pass me the sick bucket, man. Like, honestly, sounds like you need serious therapy if you're so half glass empty. You can only consider yourself full if you're attached to someone else. Or another one that really bugs me is my partner. It's like, partner in what? Crime. <laughs> Business. You may as well say my associate. You know? But... I think we should all say we're looking for our best friend. Call me cheesy, but I think it's kind of sweet. <laughs> but the one that baffles me more than any other expression to sum up the person you love is the one. Like, to me, that's just a totally baffling concept. The one. Like, does anybody really still believe there's only one person for each person in the whole world? I've had more ones than hot dinners. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm Scottish. A nutritious meal is rare. You know, like the number of ones I've had has become a, a little bit out of control recently. Like every time I get a new boyfriend, I'm like that to my friends. This is it, guys. I'm 100% sure this time. <laughs> He's the one. Now for a catch up with Brennan Reese. He was an Edinburgh Best Newcomer nominee last year and has this year been on tour support for Joe Lysett, Jason Manford, and Nick Offerman. He's at the Pleasance for his second hour and it's called Everlong. 
I'm here with Brennan Rees, um, and I think off the top of this interview, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, we arranged this interview previously, and you stood me <laughs> up. Can you justify your actions? I think it's because I've never been, I've, I've, I've never uh, stood anyone up before, and I thought, what, what a perfect opportunity. I basically, I went to go and see a show with my brother, and then I came out of the show with lots of missed calls, like, oh God. Oh, I've, right. Yeah, I've, I've made a horrific mistake here because I'm so bad at admin. I'm always missing things. I need like, it's like I need a comedy mum to get me to places. Um, I just assumed that you were still in bed. So was that a bit of an unfair assumption? Yeah, like- I mean, It was three in the afternoon. It was three in the afternoon, <laughs> but you, like, you know what comics are like, most yeah. of them are in bed still. Um, I, I've been pretty good for getting up. I've not really been going out too much. Last night was the first night that I went out and I am feeling the effects because usually I sound more sprightly and you can hear like a husk in my voice. <laughs> Where were you at last night? So I went to go and watch the wrestling oh, yeah. at the Grand, which was brilliant. And then some of my friends surprised me. They came over from Australia. Who oh, I, seriously? Who, yeah, so uh, I, I grew up with them and then they moved to Australia and then they came back. So they wanted to see everything and go out and get drunk, which I did a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> so you were nominated for Best Newcomer last year. Yeah. Is that right? And um, I also have been reading everywhere that your hotly tips, your new show is very highly anticipated. Yeah. So is the pressure on? It's weird, isn't it? Because like you come up and you have a like you you worry about your first year going. Is, is anyone going to come? And it goes well. And then you come back the next year and then people go, well, do you think do you think it's going to go as well? And you go, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think when you come up and do your first hour and it's good, you go right. Well. You know, I think the pressure's off a little bit because you go, well, I did a good one last year. <laughs> and then obviously you still work hard and you try and make it even better. And people seem to be loving it, which is, is dead nice because, again, you turn up and you, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what can audiences expect? So it's a, a lovely story. It's a one big, long story. It's all about me growing up with my nana. It's very sort of, very stand-up-y, very gaggy. It has all sort of mixed reactions. I thought I wrote a nice show and some people come out crying. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, what kind of feedback do you get from your audiences? Do they often come and chat to you afterwards? I get a lot of hugs off mums. That, that's, my, that's my crowd. Um, <laughs> a lot of mums come up and they, they say oh, like things like, um, your mum should be very proud. Um, I get a lot of people who have tweeted saying that they ring a family member or a relative after my show, which is lovely. Um, and again, changing lives, Brennan. I'm just changing lives. This wasn't an intention. I just <laughs> came up to do a dower of jokes. And I'm just changing lives day by day, every day at six. Um, so who do you trust to give you honest feedback? So I think the best people to give you honest feedback is no one at the festival. <laughs> because everyone's so close and sort of in this bubble where everyone's just trying to be nice to each other and help each other get through it. So I sort of turn to family members and friends who I grew up with because they will be honest if you're if you ever step out of line they'll tell you yeah. if your stuff's not good in previews they'll say why are you doing that really do yeah. people do that to you yeah yeah and i love that i'd rather that than everyone just say yeah it's good and then you turn up here and it's not yeah i guess that makes sense yeah. um i read that you've been on tour with the who is that true yeah so when i was 22 i toured with the who for a year they did a stage version of their album quadrophenia so I was in that and then we toured all over the UK we did Edinburgh it was great I got to hang out with like Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey for a year of my life like that's insane like what insider secrets can you give us about their lives they're really boring no oh. not as people but they're just like they've done all the drinking and going out and having fun yeah they're now men in their 60s so they quite like an early night and they just like their 
music and they like creating stuff. And I think that the great thing about them is they really like finding out about, they were really interested in us as sort of younger performers. So and generous. Yeah, nice, really great. Yeah. The best thing is my mum's favorite band growing up with a Who. So it meant that I got to introduce her to her childhood oh, heroes. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. What a great son. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, have you got time to play a quick game? Mm-hmm. This is called the envelope game. You've got a choice between four envelopes. Do you okay. want envelope one, two, three, or four? I'm going to go for four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow, right. what a lovely envelope you've got there. Thank you very She's much. She's on a computer. There's no envelope <laughs> here. I've ruined the magic. Um, you are stranded alone in the middle of the ocean. You've got nothing. How do you think you're going to survive? I'm rubbish at swimming. I'm not a very good swimmer. Right, so you're going to stay on the island. So I'll definitely have to stay on the island. Yeah. Um... I've got quite pale skin as well, so that's not going to. I'm going to have to find some shade mm-hmm. and some fresh water. Are you good at DIY? Do you think you can yeah, I reckon yourself? I could build a den. Yeah, I still do that as a as, <laughs> as a 30-year-old around. I still build dens. When what, was the last time you built a den? What, three months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. The great. You push two sofas together. You make a little den. Stick on a film. What a <laughs> lovely sleep. To help you survive, you've got three lifelines. Do you choose a first aid kit or two bottles of vodka in half a Mars bar? I think I'd go for the first aid kit just because. Mars bars are my favourite chocolate and I hate it when they're in the sun. Right. And uh, the vodka would be warm mm-hmm. and there'd be nothing to mix it with. Yeah. Apart from maybe coconut milk. Yeah, that might curdle though. Yeah, it might be horrible. It could be a delicious white Russian or it could be the worst. And I, I think drinking on your own is the loneliest thing you can do. <laughs> so I'd rather have some bandages and a tiny pair of scissors mm-hmm. than, 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 than a lot. Do you choose a single 10 minute phone call? or 10 minutes a day on the BBC News website? Well, that's a great question. 10 minutes a day forever? Yeah, 10 minutes a day forever or one one-off 10-minute phone call? Oh, I'd have to... Oh, I don't know. Because what are you going to chat about? What have you been up to? Not sw- swam again today. <laughs> um, I think I'd go for the... B- I don't really go... I don't really look at the news, but I'd go for the BBC website just okay. to, for something to look at. And would you choose a fishing rod or a 20-pack of fish fingers? I'd go for a fishing rod. That'd be well fun. I've never yeah. been fishing, but, you know, the idea of catching one and then having it would be great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what's your name? Brennan Reese. What's your show called? Everlong. Oh, I nearly said Everglow because my last year's one was called Everglow. Right. And everyone thinks I'm doing this that one this year again, which I'm definitely not. I'm doing <laughs> Everlong. So it's a follow-on from last year. So it's Everlong with all new jokes. All a whole new story. Yeah, it's an hour-long yeah. new story. Um, and when's it on and where can we find it? At 6 p.m. at the Pleasance Courtyard every day till the 27th. And for people that aren't someone's mum, uh, why should people come? Because it's on and it's good. <laughs> And I'm, I've written it. <laughs> Just one more stop on this podcast journey today. It's time to hear a clip from Joe Sutherland. He's one of the Comedy Reserve alumni from a couple of years back. He's brought his show Model Slash Actress to the Pleasance this year. Here's Joe Sutherland. Two years ago, I married two of my friends um, to each other. I'm not a Mormon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do love Jesus. I, mean, I believe Jesus died for my sins. Because if you saw some of them... <laughs> you would die. <laughs> no, so in the ceremony, I was the uh, you know the leader, the officiate. That's a bit like a minister or a rabbi, but I prefer you call me a princess. And it's a lovely ceremony. My friends exchange their vows, and then I quote Beyonce. Which, okay, sounds inappropriate, but they liked it. 
<laughs> so we put a ring on it. Wait. Uh, oh, you got to have a proper one sometimes. But afterwards, afterwards, I had the worst experience. I'm on the dance floor and I'm approached by this pissed woman. She stumbles over in this like strapless, backless, bottomless dress. <laughs> she comes right up in my face. She goes, "Oh my god." Oh my god, I love gays. Because, <laughs> yeah, surprise. Um, <laughs> I, that's not, I, that's never a thing I need to address. I'm not the kind of person that needs to come out to new groups of people. I'm pretty sure I walk into a room, people look me up and down, they guess that my father was distant. <laughs> Which obviously isn't fair of me to say, because my father, he's like, he's a great guy. He's like one in a million men who are possibly my real dad. <laughs> Because of this, you know, I love women. I was raised by women, a single mother and the Spice Girls. And, and I'm like a modern guy, okay? I don't believe anyone is 100% gay or 100% straight. So I'm curious, if anything, I would love to date a woman, but men earn more money. <laughs> just saying I wasn't born this way, I just really want a mortgage. <laughs> Sucking dick for a house. <laughs> That's Joe Sutherland, whose show is on at 10.45 in the Pleasance Courtyard. Thanks for listening to Live at the Pleasance. A final request for you to rate, review and subscribe if you get a moment. That would be lovely. Thanks for listening. Bye. Live at the Pleasance is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk.